Welcome to Dying on Stage with me, your host, Tony Brent. Now, we've all heard the phrase, dying on stage. It's one of the metaphors used by live entertainers and those watching live performances. Along the lines of, they killed, or I slayed that audience. I personally have died on stage metaphorically more times than I care to count. However, that's not what this podcast is about. It's about the people who literally passed away, kicked the bucket, croaked, and actually died in front of a live audience. So, my friends, prepare yourselves for the shocking, bizarre, and completely true deaths of performers on stage. Find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life, they say. Well, if that's accurate, the people I discuss on this podcast died on the job. Would you want to croak while you are at work? I'm not so sure I do. During the first episode, I discussed the quirky comedian and actor Dick Sean. For this episode, I'm going to stick with the comedy theme and talk about yet another comedian. This comedian is fairly fresh in my mind because he was discussed on a favorite podcast of mine, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. God rest Gilbert Gottfried's soul. Today I'll be discussing Harry Einstein. Now please note it's Harry Einstein, not Harvey Weinstein. Or Jeffrey Epstein. Steen. Like Dick Sean, you may not know anything about it. Harry Einstein, but you will most likely know some people associated with him. Now, Harry was born on May 6, 1904, in Boston, Massachusetts. His mother came from a Jewish family in Russia, and his father from a Jewish family in Austria. As a young adult, Harry worked in the newspaper advertising business in Boston. In his spare time, he loved to do comedy routines in the living rooms of his family and friends. Now, while working in advertising, Einstein became popular on a local radio show by doing comedy. Now, although he's making a good living in advertising, his popularity doing these comedy radio programs continued to grow. Uh, One of Harry's friends was a Boston band leader named Joe Rines, who had his own popular radio show, and he convinced Harry to appear on his program. Einstein created a Greek character for a skit in that show. The character's name was Nick Park Your Carcass. You know, Park Your Carcass, as in sit down. Anyway, the Park Your Carcass character caught on enough that national networks took notice of Harry. In 1934, Einstein made his first appearance on Eddie Cantor's radio show. Now, this was a big deal. Eddie Cantor was a comedian, actor, dancer, singer, songwriter, and was extremely popular at that point in history, in the 1930s. If you've watched HBO's Boardwalk Empire, you may have seen an actor, Stephen DeRosa, play the part of Cantor in a few episodes. Now, the Parky Carcass gimmick was that he mangled the English language, and he did it so well he made a career out of it. 
appearing on radio, television, and in 11 films. Now, you might think, how did a Jewish guy get away with doing a Greek character? Must have been because it was a different time period, right? A less politically correct time period, maybe? No, not in this case. The Parkycarcus character was born out of love and respect for the Jewish people. See, Nick had grown up uh, knowing Greek immigrants, and he loved them, and it showed in the character. Uh, even uh, Nick's father had a pawn shop business, and many uh, Greek immigrants uh, were friends of his father's. Now, there are plenty of other comedians doing dialect and malaprop humor, but Einstein was exceptionally good at it, and he was an exceptionally good writer, which meant that he managed to keep his act fresh by constantly creating new material. Um, in fact, he was also often hired to write material for other people in other shows. The Parky Carcass character became so popular, it overshadowed Harry himself. So Harry petitioned to have his name legally changed to match the character, but he was turned down by a New York judge for some reason. Uh, often, though, Harry would bill himself, have himself billed as Harry Park. And a side note to that is his Hollywood Walk of Fame star has him billed as Harry Park. Now, uh, I mentioned earlier Harry made 11 films. Now, he made these films between the years of 1936 and 1945. During the making of one of those films called New Faces, Harry met and fell in love with a singer-actress named Thelma Leeds. Now, the two married and had uh, four sons, only three according to the Internet. This is where I must pause for a moment and discuss the fact that the Internet seems to think that Harry and Thelma had three sons, Charles, Bob, and Albert. However, according to Cliff Nesteroff's book, The Comedians, the Einsteins actually had four sons, Clifford uh, being absent from my online research. It said that pretty much all I could find about Clifford was that he was a well-known art dealer uh, in California and wasn't in show business. So we'll get back to the sons in a moment, okay? In 1943, Harry landed his own radio show called Meet Me at Parkies. In addition to starring in the show, Harry also wrote most of the scripts. In the show, Harry played Parky as the proprietor of a struggling lunch counter. And that show ran until 1948. Now, at one point, Harry began having major health issues. He apparently had a heart condition uh, for pretty much most of his life, but he also began to have uh, back problems. And another thing, I'm going to pause for a second time to discuss the fact that in The Comedians by, by Cliff Nesteroff, uh, these back pains led to botched surgery that was supposed to alleviate the pain, but instead went horribly wrong and left Parky in a wheelchair. I could find no mention of that online. Um, so now, Parky is in a wheelchair and with nothing much to do. So he began investing. He was pretty good with his money, apparently. He invested in the Boston Braves, the Hollywood Palladium. He even incorporated a production company to produce an album of children's novelty songs, books, and even a uh, series of educational films for grade school students called 
Parkey talks. But sadly, by 1949, Harry's health worsened, and most of these projects were abandoned. And Harry was pretty much left inactive and took up coin collecting and set at home. And sadly, another comedian stole Parkey's entire act, even down to his name. Can you believe that? So let's go back to the sons for a moment. Now, I mentioned that Harry had some people that he had ties to that you know. Now, clearly, I guess the obvious ones was uh, Harry's uncle was Albert Einstein, believe it or not. The two lesser, less obvious ones were two of Harry's sons. One son was named Albert Einstein Jr., which is pretty hilarious, I guess. But you may know him better by his stage name, Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks, the actor, comedian, and director, and screenwriter. And Albert has tons of film and TV credits and is even an Academy Award winner. You can Google Albert Brooks if you don't know who he is. Um, another son of Harry and Thelma's was Bob Einstein. Now, Bob Einstein passed away in 2019 at the age of 76. He was also an actor, comedian, and writer. Bob is best remembered for his character Super Dave Osborne, as well as his character in Curb Your Enthusiasm, Marty Funkhauser. Uh, Bob was hilarious, and I highly recommend you looking, at, looking him up. And I think... Uh, Bob appeared on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee uh, with Jerry Seinfeld, I think twice, but you can look that up as well. Now, Albert and Bob's older brother, Charles, was a newspaper man and a sports writer, and he occasionally wrote novels and TV scripts. Charles died in 2007 at the age of 80. Now, clearly the boys inherited uh, their talents from their parents, who were both actors, uh, comedian. Uh, well, Thelma wasn't a comedian, but she's clearly talented. She was an actress and singer. Now, um, back to the story of the death of Parky Carcass. Now, at this point, Harry had been relegated to a wheelchair. And he was sort of enjoying a quiet retirement, but he still loved to make people laugh. And one of the things that Parky could do was Friars Club roasts. Because he was able to sit at the dais, and then when it was his time to do his comedy routine, he could lean against the podium. Now, on November 24th, 1958, the Friars Club was set to roast Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. I Love Lucy had just ended its sixth season and was the first TV show to go off the air at the top of the Nielsen ratings. And that's a fact I didn't know until I became, uh, began doing this research. Now, as you can imagine, this was going to be the hottest ticket in town. George Burns, Milton Berle, Dean Martin, Ark Linkletter, Park Your Carcass, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., and others were on the bill to roast Desi and Lucy. 
From what I've read, it was Parky that stole the show that night. You can listen to the audio of the roast on YouTube and hear how Parky brought down the house. In fact, it's eerie to listen to it, knowing that moments after his set, Parky was going to die in front of the audience. Parky ended his routine to thunderous applause, and he sat down next to Milton Berle on the dais. Art Linkletter, who was the MC that night, stood up to the podium and said, how can anyone as funny as this not be on the air? To which Parky replied, yeah, why aren't I? At that moment, Parky collapsed in Milton Berle's lap. Now, at first, everyone thought he was doing a bit, but Uncle Milty knew something was seriously wrong. Some people in the audience saw Parky's face change. They began throwing out their little pillboxes of nitroglycerin, thinking he had a heart attack, which he did. Um, Milton Burrow, along with George Burns, carried Parky backstage. And as it turned out, at least five doctors were in the audience that night, among them some of the best cardiac surgeons in the country. Now, if you've listened to my first episode about Dick Sean, you will recall there were numerous heart surgeons present when Sean collapsed on stage, which is interesting and eerie. Art Linkletter tried to calm the crowd down. Thelma ran to her husband and shoved nitroglycerin tablets under his tongue. A surgeon from the city of Hope Hospital named Alfred, Dr. Alfred Goldman actually cut open Harry's chest with a pocket scalpel and electric shocks were administered using the cut cord from a lamp. All in all, the doctors worked on Harry for 80 minutes. Now, during this time, the audience didn't know what to do. Of course, they became very antsy and, and disturbed. Uh, as typical of a Friars Club roast, people would get up and, you know, say some things. But Desi Arnaz was crying. Lucille Ball supposedly was gripping the dais so hard with her hands they couldn't get her hands unwrapped from it. Uh, someone was asked uh, to get up and speak. No one would speak. Uh, Desi said he had no words. Then uh, someone asked Sammy Davis Jr. if he would get up and do a song. Sammy Davis Jr. said no. Harry Einstein was pronounced dead at the age of 54. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, the credits for this episode are The Show Won't Go On by Jeffrey Abraham and Bert Kearns. The Comedians by Cliff Nesteroff, allthatsinteresting.com, as well as thevintagenews.com. Once again, my name is Tony Brent. Thank you for your support.